Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I am committed to my inner peace. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And off the back of last week's episode about terrorism, it's kind of interesting that we're continuing the theme somewhat with talking about what to do when you have really strong negative feelings, like feelings of hate towards someone. Uh, maybe it's hate or towards something. Hate towards yourself. Hate towards something. Oh, I can't stand tax people. I can't stand governments. I can't stand whatever. The colour of the fence next door. <laughs> um, so we're looking today about at the idea of cultivating your own inner peace, even at times when you feel really incensed or riled or agitated, which is a very hard thing to do. I mean, this is ultimate spiritual work. It's taking control of your own vibrational state and being able to morph it or shift it, tune it down, tone it up, depending as it's needed. And obviously having clarity over the better emotional vibrations if you like that you should be spending most of your time in so Jane how do you want to pick up this topic and and begin and maybe further clarify it for our listeners when we are at war with something and it doesn't matter whether it's something or someone we are making a situation that has to have a right and a wrong so when you have a right and a wrong you are therefore creating a winner and a loser When you create a loser out of the situation, whether it is you or somebody else who ends up being the perceived loser, you are creating more of the fear vibration. You are not creating peace and love on this planet at all. And so I want to put the challenge to you that there is never a situation that can't be resolved if you are truly committed to it on a deeply spiritual level and a commitment to yourself for inner peace and a commitment to yourself to be the highest version of yourself that cannot be resolved where it is a win-win. Now, likely the win will not be what you perceive as the win. However, that's the first concept I really want people to start to try and consider that what it is I hate, is there a right and a wrong? Is it black and white? Because the world just isn't like that and it doesn't have to be like that. Yet we're brought up to believe that is how the world is. But everyone listening to this is clever enough to know that that isn't how it has to be. That's just how they, whoever they are, the people that control the world again, want it to be perceived to be. So we have to look at this thing about right and wrong and realise that that is creating within you a resistance because you can only believe you are right by focusing on that that you believe is wrong. And as you do that, you're placing yourself and your focus on that which is wrong, which riles you up and ends up with the XY chaos going on inside of you. You have no peace, no joy. You're triggered in 2.5 seconds flat by the topic. You have no resilience, no compassion, no empathy. Every one of those beautiful, rich, heartfelt emotions that make you the divine God or goddess that you are you're actually throwing it out down the drain. It's gone flush down the toilet. This is powerful, advanced stuff um, from a spiritual work perspective, I think. It really is, Jane. And 
touched on it very lightly before, but maybe not quite ever before in this way. And it is that idea that this duality that we have as humans on this earth, right, wrong, black, white, male, female, everything's always got to be good guys, bad guys. We always have to divide it into two. And part of your work as a spiritual soul is to go into the multi-dimensions. It's to go into the multi-cosmos. It's to go into the omnipresence of energy um, and the multiverse rather than just the universe. So it's that idea that we need to broaden what is possible in terms of many, 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 many existing things can be held simultaneously as true or right, or as we call divine dichotomies, they can be opposing or differing, but they can all have their space. And we can have win-wins, even in situations that seem like there has to be a winner and a loser. Jane's been doing some interesting work on that, even just with her daughter's sport team, where there technically still is a winner and a loser, or does there really have to be if it's an energy game or if it's a mindset game? That's right. And if it's your whole life and life is a journey. We've touched on it in episodes about sex where we've talked about polygamy, but in a more spiritual evolved sense of, well, as a soul, we can love everyone all the time in in many different versions and ways of love. There's not just one person in a box and that's it, and love is, that's the definition of it. So it's about expanding and opening ourselves as almost how much we can take on at once and how much we can be open to and how flexible we can be. Lose the rigidity, lose the need to be right, lose the idea that you know the best or you know what's true because right and wrong and truth don't exist. And it's about almost surrendering, if you like, to a larger outcome to do with divine outcome with the best and highest good with unconditional love for all concerned. So the million-dollar question, of course, is, sounds great in theory, how the hell do I do it? (laughs) So let's chunk it right down to baby sizes and tools and steps that you can do because, you know, we all hate on something or someone at some point in our life. So I'm not saying that... You know, while I feel like this is something that I have really had lots of practice at and I've got good at doing it, I still have those episodes where I meet someone or I'm placed in a situation that I hate. But what I've got to quickly do is bring in these tools and soften it so that I am the best version of me, somebody I can feel proud of me and somebody that has the inner peace around any toxic or challenging situation now there's a a podcast we did like years ago called do you want to be right or do you want to be happy i think that's what it's called um but that would be if you struggle with having to be right all the time then that would be a really good uh, podcast probably for you to pause here go and listen to that and then come back to this one now let's assume that most of you don't have an issue where you have to be right all the time but there but you have situations where you want to be right or you feel it's right to be right um A beautiful school principal of, I believe he was incredibly well experienced in running really large schools. And then he chose, he fell in love and he fell in love with a girl who lived in a tiny town. And this amazing higher up educator took on the principal role. So it was like, you know, in terms of hierarchy of careers, he moved like down about 50 steps to take on the principal role of this beautiful school. And I was blessed that I had a friend's child go to this school. She was sharing with me when conflict happened and the principal has these two children in his office. And the very first thing he says to them after they've shared their victim story, shared their hatred, 
was he says, where's your compassion? And then he pauses and he just doesn't say another word. And the children at his school, he'd been teaching them about how you grow your compassion. So compassion is the key in any antagonistic, in any hateful, resentful situation is you have to put yourself in the other person's shoes, which is what we were probably taught in the sandbox at kindergarten. Think about the other person. What's the other person feeling? But it is a really simple tool that works. So the first thing you can do is check in with that and see if you can reach for what could be going on for the other person. And as you do that, of course, you gain your compassion, you gain your empathy. It softens the situation. So that's probably the first tool that I would would recommend that people or the first emotion I want them to tap into when they are becoming aware that they are in a negative fear emotion, a negative, um, angry emotion. Yeah. And this, um, of course, takes us a little bit into shadow work. So by that, I mean, just remember that the person who is pushing the buttons or the situation that is pushing your buttons is a mirror. It's a mirror to your internal state of being. And the reason it annoys you so much is because you have yet to find peace inside yourself with this particular issue. So you might think it's the fact that you can't and judgmental people and particularly your mother-in-law is so judgmental and it bothers you every time you have to have a conversation with her and shadow work would say so how are you judging yourself you're probably your own harshest critic and that's what needs to be worked on here um now the extension of that i was going to say and i just lost it But this is really important that you do look at the okay. at the quality of what it is that is being triggered in you because that is exactly what it is. It's mirror work, it's shadow work. The next thing you can do is to view that person, situation or event or behaviour as a goalpost or a report card, a barometer. It is an indicator of how your self-growth and your soul work is doing. So once you recognise the pattern, aha, I actually do, I've never consciously realized it before, but I really do have a thing for judgmental people. I really can't stand. I've done this shadow work. Okay, I get that it's me. I'm now working on myself and my own judgments, my harshness to myself, my inner dialogue, self-talk, etc. Pretty soon someone else is going to cross your path who's judgmental or that you perceive to be judgmental. And the extent to which you react to that is going to be an excellent indicator of how much work how much homework you've done on, on this topic. and I, I mean, It's I the have, test. It's the little universal test yeah, that we get just right. to check in and, as you said, get your report card. I had a guy yesterday. He was a lovely gay guy and he was, you know, talking about, oh, you know, all of his relationships and all of that. And, and I was really using this with him and I was saying, I said, listen, mate, you're not meeting the one anytime soon. And he was young. I said, you're going to have a lot of people coming in and out that you'll have very special soul connections with. Um, and each one of them is our gifts. They're all lessons. They're all opportunities. I want you to view every single person that comes in romantically from now on as a barometer. They're not only mirroring your stuff, so if stuff's showing up, you've still got more to clean out, but they're also going, the quality of what's coming in 
is your barometer to see how well you're doing at this energetic cleanup job. I love that. I use that all the time with my clients at Social 8 where it's, you know, they're yeah. dating. It's like, well, is the caliber improving or decreasing? It's one of the quickest ways to do it in those sort of situations, yeah. isn't it? Or, well, you know, maybe let's absolutely. say you're a business person and you have clients or customers coming in. Check for consistency in quality in who you're bringing in the door and check for patterns. Where do you have patterns that keep coming in the door that aren't great and that's all you? Where have you not done the decluttering, the, the spiritual detox, the spring clean? All right, now I've got another really cool tip because let's say there's somebody that has been really tough in your life for a while and it's just you've reached for your compassion but you're over it. You can't, the compassion's just not happening anymore. I wonder how many of our beautiful listeners actually get angry, really, really angry. Because there's kind of this, you know, good girl or good person or spiritual concept that, you know, don't get angry. And so it's not a good thing. It's not healthy. It's not who I want to be. I'm not going to do it. And so therefore there becomes a suppression that occurs. It's like, you know, you keep pushing it down, pushing it down. And like with shadow work, if you keep pushing it down, it's going to explode one day. So I would encourage you then to do this exercise, which a beautiful friend of mine suggested to me when I was stuck in a situation many years ago. And she said, Jane, you don't get angry. You always like try and reason and find the good or find the, the positive in it. And she said, but actually, I think that you are really suppressing your anger and you need to get it out. And that was a big shock to me because she was spot on. So I got the pen and paper out. She said, right, I want three pages of angry notes and I expect to have them from you within 24 hours. Love it. Don't you love a good friend who gives you great wisdom and then makes you accountable for it? Um, So I did. I started writing and I wrote everything I was angry about, not just the big things. The big things are easy, but I actually got right down to little tiny things. I had quite a list and it was all of my victim story. It was get the entire victim story out and if you do this maybe take as long as it needs until you feel like there's nothing left to add on to this list so that you really know this is your one chance to get it all purged and out of your system now the next thing I want you to do is I want you to write a list of everything that is beautiful about this person of everything that every gift that you can possibly think of. Now, to start with, you may find this really hard or you might find it really simple because likely if there is a person in your life that you're really hating on, I am suspecting that you didn't always hate them. I'm suspecting you probably really loved them at some point. And so this is something that I encourage my clients to do, you know, when they're going through relationships that are ending or they're holding on to resentment from a marriage that ended, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. You get all the beautiful things out and it could be that that person, you know, their ex might be that she's a beautiful mother, that she's reliable, um, that she's consistent. Um, But then you get down to, well, you know, there was that day we'd only been married for a year and I was actually really scared because I thought I was going to lose my job and she was so kind and supportive. You put that down on the paper or, you know, it might have been 30 years ago and I remember that... um, I was really having a health scare and again she was saying it doesn't matter we'll get through this I'm here for you I can be working whatever it doesn't matter however she supported you or he supported you 
you want to write down every single beautiful moment that you were grateful for that person in your life. Now, I want you to take loads of time on this and you will probably, if you're really doing this work well, because of your high vibration, you will probably find that the positive list is actually going to be much longer. And that's a good thing. And then what you'll find as you finish that list is that the energy when you now think of this person that you hate has likely softened incredibly because you start to see the full story. You start to see the full person. You still might hate what they're doing or saying or how they're behaving or what they're making you do or not do or whatever, but it will definitely soften how you feel about this person. Now, as that happens, what's happened to your vibration is you've actually just raised your vibration. You were in a very low level vibration when you were in hate. As you move to have a greater appreciation of this person or greater respect for the positive that they have had in your life, you start to feel more peaceful. And that is the gift that you give to yourself. Now, there's bonuses. When you next go to see this person, you take this list with you. And if you're sitting in the car or whatever, wherever you are, you reread this list before you have to speak to this person. And you read the list of the positive. You don't read the angry list. You read the beautiful list of appreciation. And you will, without a doubt, 100% change the outcome of that exchange, of that conversation or that whatever it is that you're in with that person. It is going to be a much better experience than what it would have been had you not done this exercise. It cannot not be. This is now science. So do this exercise and you keep those notes. And this is an exercise that once you've done it once and you realize how powerful it is, you do it on everything. You can just jump in before you get to hatred. You're just annoyed. You just quickly do it about the annoying person. You write the things you're annoyed about, get your victim story out. Then you write your positive story and you start to find that everything softens beautifully. And as a result of all of this, it actually grows your compassion and empathy. And we come back to the school principle where whenever you're in an antagonistic situation or a, com- a situation of conflict, the first thing that you do is go, where's my compassion? Beautiful, eh? Thank you. You can pause it right there and go and get your pen and paper out, kids, because <laughs> that is a life-changing thing to do. And on that note, I want to make something very clear to everybody who's listening who's spiritual and into self-development work this is the most important thing that you all need to remember words don't teach experiences teach so as as much as it sounds like i'm discrediting our own show here because all we do is speak at you once a week for half an hour you can kind of learn stuff from listening to it but we all know that soul growth and soul transformation occurs when you know something at your core and the only way to change that or to shift upgrade evolve that feeling is through your own experience of something and this is why today we're talking about doing vibrational shift work there's no other way to do it you can kind of read books and maybe the penny will drop or somebody will say something and you internalize it but the most powerful work you can do is to really view every experience that you have in your life and the ones that you're currently having and the ones that are still yet to come 
and mine them for riches, mine them for treasures. So if the, as an extension to your pen and paper work, it may be relevant to write out some of the biggest um, stumbling blocks, the most difficult personalities, things that you've run into in your life so far. And again, some of them might be in the past and aren't operating anymore. Some of them might right now be ongoing. But for every single one that you note down, I would love you to write out what was the gift, what was the lesson. And there should be more than one. There should be more than one. If you're still crying over that boy that broke up with you six months ago, or if you lost a baby when you were 17, or whatever, what was the gift? What was the lesson? And until you are clear on why your soul called that in and what you were supposed to make of it, you will keep repeating those plat- those patterns blindly and needlessly and endlessly until you wake up and receive the message. Well, I know from when I did this exercise of, of writing out the love and the hate, for me, um, I had a huge wake-up call that I was controlling I thought I was the most fluid person that exists. Bender, nope. I was so controlling. And that was like massive to understand because then I can start to tackle that and recognize it in life and think, you've been controlling. Do you need to be? No, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Somebody else could have said to Jane, you're a bit controlling, you know, and she's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Or, no, I'm not. But it wasn't until she owned it that the vibrational shift took place and stuck. Mm. And that's the power. But I want to remind you too that so you can hear this sort of exercise and if you're not in hate at the moment of something you can still look at the past and think right you can join your dots and gain your clarity from your past experience so where beck said we don't learn from words we only learn from experience that's absolutely spot on but the words come to give you the wisdom at the time that you need it that you must then take that through your emotional journey of your experiences to join the dots, to gain the clarity, but also to gather the evidence of what we are saying is your truth or not your truth. You know, as we always say, don't just follow because you want to follow. Gather your own evidence, get your own belief, your own faith, your own knowing happening. So you use these tools, you connect them with your past to gain the belief that this will work for you in the future. Be a healthy sceptic. Yeah, love that. <laughs> love that. Actually, I just got canned on Facebook this morning and I just wrote it. It's good that this guy, this guy went, oh, that post sounds like it's a bit sus. And I just wrote, thank you, Steve. I think it's really healthy that you're sceptical. You need to be sceptical, particularly if you're looking at dealing with a business and you're going to hand over money. Here, check out my website. Go back on the Facebook page five years. Have a look for the transparency. Have a listen to these recordings. Good on you. Thank you. And have a pinch of fairy dust, Steve, with your day, darling. (laughs) (laughs) Have a little love love heart just glittering above your head. Oh, dear. So where to from here? Okay, so the anger, the, the anger vibration, the whole thing can be softened down with those tools that we've talked about. But at the same time, if you get really good at this, you may not have to go into anger ever again because you can find the trigger quicker. So moving forward to new experiences and somebody does something or says or says something or you're forced to be in their presence and they trigger you in some way and you recognise, oh, these are the types of people I absolutely hate. If I hang around here much longer, I'm going to hate this person. 
just quickly have a check-in with yourself and go, yep, am I coming from love or am I coming from fear? And that's it. So that actually rolls right on perfectly from our episode last week on terrorism. You're coming from fear. What are you scared of? What are you scared of? And in fact, I think our logo on our our, um, page, our website is, and we formed this about, this was our catch cry for the whole of our 151 episodes right back at the beginning. What was Love Life about? It was about love or fear, which you're coming from. Two ends of the spectrum. Mm. Yeah. That's it. And that's all all you're feeling. So if you're in anything negative, it's fear. What are you fearing? Address it. You can nip this in the bud and you can start to really empower yourself to live life so boldly and freely when you get these little tiny triggers and go, right, what is it? Oh, it's that fear. All right, well, let's look at that. Bring it out. Put it under the microscope. Do a bit of work around it and bingo, it's gone. We're talking about incredible spiritual mastery, in fact, and we're talking about being able to rise above your own shit and your own petty stuff and your own habits and your own lower level thoughts, which feel good. And, you know, science shows the brain gets dopamine when we stress, when we feel guilt. It actually rewards us. That's yeah, why we it's a bit of a bugger, it. isn't it? And so, you know, this is where people go off into the mountains for 40 years and sit in caves to get this mind over matter and then almost like this spiritual over the mind type of mastery so that they can really become... It's like these sort of kung fu ninja Jedi knights of the force, like actually manipulating, if you like, energy and redirecting it and reflowing it and getting it unblocked and unclogged from places. It's absolutely amazing. This is a really out there analogy, and you're all going to roll your eyes and say, trust your breaker to bring in this, the bloody Taoist sex analogy. But, you know, if you go into Taoist and tantric sexual practices, they will work with the male yang energy through a series of very medical-based breathing exercises to train him to the point where he can control his ejaculate so that the semen doesn't come out, it goes back in and raises the energy. Now, that's one example of the kind of sexual kung fu mastery that can happen, and many people have achieved this. Mm. Many, it's, mm. it's, it's a completely known phenomenon. It's a done thing for cultivating chi in the body and the qing essence of sex, etc. Um, you want to bring it over to your everyday life. This is why we're telling you to do that little bit of extra meditation every day, because you're going to need to draw on your reserves of energy control energy mastery mind over matter spiritual over the mind refiring the neural pathways breaking down patterns in the body that have literally crystallized over decades to be able to shift at that level i mean we're talking this is spiritual university guys yeah and you're all here You've all signed up and you're doing all, your PhD. You're all you're all doing your PhD in it because you've passed all of the lower levels a long time ago. You're at the point now where you know that any kind of change that you desire is completely possible and achievable. And we've given you a thousand tools in 150 plus episodes to be able to do it. This comes back to are you doing the work for the results that you want? And a bit of self-responsibility and as Jane said, accountability. And why do you do it? Because it feels good. Yeah, oh yeah, and that. It's that simple. It feels better than it did a moment ago. <laughs> That's right. I am committed to my inner peace. Can I just say that at the 22nd minute mark, it was 11.44 on the clock? 
<laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> oh, I couldn't help, can't help but notice these things. Might want to scroll back to 20, minute 22 and see what Jane was talking about. I think it was something to do with anger and fear and choosing love, which is interesting. Oh, mm, okay. So there you go. So, look, guys, if you need the tools, if you need the resources, if you need the kick up the ass, you know where to find us, lovelifeshow.com. Jane and I do counselling, coaching, psychic readings, intuitive counselling from you know from adelaide to all over the world so we can do phone we can do skype we don't care if you live in siberia or the antarctic just call us from your little um i'd love someone to call me from their igloo that would be very exciting their little solar power so be skyping and having them give me a little tour what about the russian space station we should do an astronaut jane (laughs) one of those yet that'd put us in a new echelon wouldn't it that'd be a good media spin oh and rebecca and jane also read for astronauts yeah (laughs) that's cosmic it's very cosmic it's super cosmic so if there's any astronauts listening on the space station can you let us know please um of course we've always got our facebook page yes which is facebook.com forward slash love life show where we have really lively healthy banter and every week when we put up the show we often will include extra resources underneath it such as links to books or two minute videos or things which we feel complement the subject matter so stay abreast of what's happening on facebook to really get the full love life experience and the juicy community feel and flick us your questions through the, they can uh, also see our gorgeous meditation link. We put up the hilarious one of a few weeks let ago. Shit go. Yes, that was so funny. We were laughing for ages. So there's a little YouTube clip up there about the funniest meditation I've seen. Jane and I do have a spiritual sense of humour from time to time. So until this time next week, we encourage you to really, really, really get real in your university degree on spiritual mastery. We want you to identify where you need to soften your feelings, emotions and vibration in some of the most stuck hard work areas of your life. Find the compassion, find the peace, find the the mirrors and the goalposts, the lessons and the gifts and from there enjoy being free, evolved, peaceful and happy. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening, and it's a beautiful day.